Bang. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we are recording. All right. And let me move this off. <coughs> cool, man. This is awesome, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this is cool. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. excited. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, talk about whatever we want to talk about. Because I am joined today by um, a man of uh, impeccable playability. <laughs> One of the nicest guys I've ever known. Um, I, it definitely, your, your name suits you, Mr. Darren Joy. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah that, that last name definitely suits you. you, you you're, um, uh, I, I definitely learned a lot from you and just like how you've, you've, you've carried yourself, like your personality with dealing with other people. Like you're, you're definitely full of love. Yes. And I, I can, I can feel that, um, cool. you know, from, from the second I, I met you. <laughs> cool. cool. Those um, were good. And those were, uh, toddy times too. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I tell, I tell people, you know, the reason I, I got into at where we used to work at, mm -hmm. at the music store together. Um, the reason I got to kind of move up in, in the company per se was because you went through what you were going through. Yep. Um, so I, I don't know how deep you want to go into that. I, I did. I, I you good? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Cause I did mention, um, that I've had this idea of um, burying like the past, your, your past self, like who you've been. And it, yeah. and it came from a, a Coolio song, um, the Gangster's Paradise, okay. yeah, yeah. Um, where he, he has a line where it's like, um, you'll be lined in chalk. And I was like, lined in chalk, like a dead body. Yeah. And right, I was just right. thinking, I was like, man, lined in chalk. Yeah. Put, put. And I, I was equating it, you know, because where my mindset has been is trying to improve, sure, you know, as much sure. as 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 sick of people are of hearing that. <laughs> but it, it's so I tell you what, if everybody had that same philosophy yeah. to try and put whatever was bad behind them and just try and be a better human being in, in any way, shape that fits them. Yeah. Can you imagine what kind of world we live in? It would be the utopia that people yes. say can't exist, and they can't. It, it won't exist because people aren't willing to put that effort. True. Yeah. It takes a lot, though. That it, effort. Oh it, my God! Yeah, yeah. It's not easy, man. No. It's not. no. no it's but not. you, 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 nose down. You know, trudge on forward. Just yep. trying to be better than yesterday. You're not trying to be the best. You're not no. trying to be perfect. We're just trying to be better than yesterday. Yep. Um. So that led me, th those lyrics led me to like think of like, okay, well, you know, what can else can I do with like chalk, like lined in chalk? Yeah. I was like, chalk it up, chalk it up to the old you. So that per right. that's who you, that's who you were. But you know what, who people had a vision of you in the past, like just chalk it up to the old you, like you, that's, that's not you anymore. So yeah. I have photos of, you know, liquor bottles and I have like, I want to do everything like, you know, cigarettes, um, hard drugs, gambling, mm -hmm. uh, sex, like, yeah. like just have examples of that and, and line it in chalk in like, um, you know, on some asphalt sure. and just make a little campaign about, you know, applauding people overcoming, you know, their addictions. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad that you were very receptive to that idea oh, and, and open to speak about your own situation. Sure, sure. Um, so I don't know, I guess I'll kind of put it in, in your hands well, and where do you want to take it from there? Okay, um, I, I think for addiction-wise, for me, and, and there's a lot of different kinds of addiction out there, but for me, um, a few things that I've learned. Um, I just, well, for one, I just celebrated three years. Awesome, of, man you know, of, of being off of drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And for me, that, 
I would have, if you would have asked me four or five years ago, would you ever, I'm like, are you kidding me? I mean, <laughs> can't go three minutes. <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, when you almost lose your life yeah, and that's how it was, that's what finally got me to go, okay, I got to do something, man. You know, because, um, I know I, I have potential in, in something and yeah. no matter where I try and put myself, I know there's potential there because I have that drive. Yeah. But my drive was always clouded by drugs and alcohol, mm-hmm. women, the sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah. That, that well, you're a rock star. I mean, you, you, you're a shredder. You're, you know, people see you on stage and they want to hang out with you. You know, girls want to be next to the, like the badass lead guitarist. And then guys are like, well, man, this guy shreds on stage. Like, I got some drugs. Like, maybe yes. he'll hang out with me if I share my drugs with him. Like, And it, that's how it was. And it, it seemed like that's how I grew up now when... When you're young and when you're trying to be a rock star or whatever, um, what 18, 19 year old kid isn't going to want the sex, drugs, and rock yeah. and roll? And especially when you grow up knowing that your heroes are oh, a little oh, bit closer. Sorry. Your, bring, bring it to you. Bring it oh, to okay. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That your, uh, your inspirations, that's how they were, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's like, okay, well, then that's how I have to do it. I mean, it's literally referred to as the rock star lifestyle mm-hmm. that, that live fast, die young. Like, yeah. it's literally what it's referred to. Exactly. And I just felt that, um, well, damn, I'm good at it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, not just playing the guitar wise, but just everything else. And I loved it. Yeah. At a very young age, it was like, wow, God, this is awesome. And then you do little things and you meet people and... And when you're brought up in that kind of environment, that's all you know. Yeah. So for 30 plus years of my life, that's all I knew. And even though I might not have been playing or trying to uh, overcome, I, I call it my stupidity of addiction. Yeah. Being locked up, going to prison for two years, still never getting it right when I got out. Um, you know, it, it's just, what do you do? You know, and it's just like, well, okay, I got locked up for a while. Well, let's go out and try and be smarter. And to me, that's the insanity of addiction. Yeah. To do the same thing and expect a different result. Yeah. There's just, there's no different result. You know, um, a few people have asked me, he goes, well, why can't you just party on the weekends and stuff? I can't. I can't. I know that now. Yeah. And I have tried in the past to try and do that. You know, like even when I started working at Guitar Center, I wasn't that bad at first. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like I was kind of, yeah, I was smoking pot, you know, and and on the weekends, you know, staying up all weekend. Yeah. But then after a while, it's like, oh, shit, now we're drinking Jaeger and vodka and all that. Yeah. And that just catapulted me off to the uh, really bad end, you know, because um, it always starts out OK. Yeah. You know, it, it was like my new job at Guitar Center. Okay, finally, I'm working. I can't make the band thing happen. Yeah. Because we were all too fucked up and I was too fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, okay, got the job at Guitar Center and all of a sudden it's like, okay, I'm, I'm talking about music. If mm-hmm. you're a musician and you're doing that, then yeah, you're going to be kind of good at it. Yeah. And then, okay, I want to move up. I want to do to get some notoriety here. Yeah. And I was able to do that, but the... The real funny thing about addiction that I have found, especially with other people with addiction, is that you self-sabotage. Yeah, you don't, you don't see it coming. You think you're being smart, and you're like, oh, I got this figured out. It's not going to happen this time. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, it, uh, the, the one part that uh, 
that uh, really comes to mind when I was at Guitar Center. I don't know what happened, and it probably wasn't even that bad, but I just said, fuck it. Yeah. I'm done with everything. And I went and laid up in a, in a hotel for, what, three days with a bottle of vodka and some drugs and stuff, and then all of a sudden I'm calling Bill Frazier at the time, and, yeah. and I'm like, uh, forget, or I don't even remember what, but just frivolous bullshit. Uh-huh. You know? And um, the, the cool thing that I will say through all my addiction is that the people that I did come across with, they kind of saw something in me that I never saw. Yeah. You know, that, well, dude, man, you can do this. You just got to not do that. Well, I could not not do that physically and mentally. <coughs> it was part of, like you said, it was part of the lifestyle you grew up in, the people that you idolized. So if you yeah. wanted to be like them or mm-hmm. aspiring to be you you kind of hey you felt like you had to do it and then at one point like your your, your body took over and was just yeah. like yeah we need to do this i i have to have that in order to do this yeah i have to get up in order to make the day do what i do and then after that's where the cloudiness and and the the false sense of i i want to say existing for me that that's just a false sense and um just got to where you know it it just about killed me after all those years you know and finally it just all of a sudden everything caught up bad and I went through some bad stages of course you know about you Mm -hmm. know when I went through those two weeks of like I I just couldn't physically do anything yeah but yet I was still drinking still trying to do the drugs and you know because that would get me going and nothing was working yeah so it was more of a uh, um a mental thing so it's like the drugs and alcohol weren't wrong it's what was in here that was wrong mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. me so um you know when everything catches up to you and then you kind of go through that and then you lose people that you love in your life that don't want to have anything to do with you and all of a sudden they're changing their life and yeah. then there's abandonment issues like oh my god what's wrong with me and so you know, it didn't matter if something was bad, then, oh, man, what a reason to get more fucked up. But if yeah. something's good, what a great reason, you yeah. know? So it didn't matter. It doesn't, right? You know, and so that's where that that um, thinking of, well, this is what I do, so everything, no matter what's going on, is okay. You know, and everybody parties. Yeah, of course. It's just I'm the guy that doesn't stop when mm. everybody else can. And it took me 30-plus years to figure that out. Shit. And almost dying. So, how many like life near near death or life ending experiences would you say that you you were under when when you were using? Was, was basically well, the last one was like yeah, that was it. Because I'm sure there were a few other times, but I just didn't have the clarity to really like it. Didn't hit me that hard. To yeah. where it was like, oh, okay, well, my body couldn't handle that. Okay, time to recoup and do it all over again yeah so that's where that insanity comes from Mm -hmm. so it's what happened on this last time is that um i was drinking way too much for a skinny white boy like me seriously (laughs) i was drinking a bottle of jaeger a full the big bottle yeah and vodka plus doing whatever drugs i could get whether it was pills speed um or uh i think i did heroin once never put a needle in my arm but i smoked it okay um, and it just, it, you know, the alcohol, I think, took over the most. And is what happened is that um, 
I blacked out and uh, I woke up on the kitchen floor of the house where I was living. There was blood on the floor and um, I split my head open in the back and, um, and all of a sudden it's like, I, I thought I had an earache. Okay. So I tried to go to work, but I, it was like my equilibrium was off and everything. And I was like, Oh man, I, I got to drink some. Cause I, I didn't really know if anything was really wrong. Uh-huh. So the next day I went to the hospital and, uh, they told me I fractured this bone behind your ear. What? Yeah. So now I can't smell or taste anything. No, hold up. You can't right now. Yeah. You, like you can't smell or taste anything. Nope. Mm-mm. I can sense, I can sense it. Cause I think that's the muscle memory. Yeah. But ever since that happened, I cannot smell or taste. Oh my God. I can sense like spicy stuff. Yeah. Um, salt. I can sense that, but I can't like taste, uh, like barbecue sauce or, or chocolate oh or things. God, yeah. Dude. Okay. So when they told me that I was like, well, we're, we'll give you some, uh, something to keep my equilibrium right yeah so is what i did and this was when i was working at walmart and it's what i did i was like okay i told them what was up and uh they got me i i it was something because i was dizzy i couldn't you know so i went home got more jaeger jaeger was my favorite and yeah. i also had a bottle of vodka and um for a week and a half straight um i just sat in my room in total just oblivion um and there was no sense of clarity no sense of of uh life yeah you know and ha- had you at this point had you alienated a lot of people was were people trying to get a hold of you yes, yes. There, there were yeah um um and plus i just broke up with a really cool girl that i was with um her name was uh charlotte and um you know, I, I, of course, when you're messed up and everything, you think everybody, oh, I love, I mean, yeah, I do love, I love, love. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm one of those guys. And, but I was too messed up to love anybody the right way as far as a relationship. Yeah. So is what happened. Um, I, it, it just, it went bad, but we were still friends. Yeah. And I'm so grateful and thankful for that. I can't, it's just, it's amazing. But anyway, so. She was trying to get a hold of me. Um, uh, another friend of mine, Angie Charles, that she was like my coworker. Uh-huh. Um, she came over one night, and um, I think I, I had this uh, ovation acoustic uh-huh. that I had forever. In fact, I, I got it at when we were still at, at Tempe Guitar Center. And she came over, and I had the theme busted up, and I don't even remember that. Like smashed, smashed in my room. My hands were all bloody and everything. I guess I beat it up because, uh, da, da, da. Yeah. you know, I'm a victim. Yeah. This and that. My life is all messed up. You know, I'm playing that. And the more I drank or the more I did, just it, it, it almost um, it made that sense true, mm-hmm. you know, um, because that's where my mind was. Nothing was going right. I, I couldn't take accountability for my own stuff. It, yeah. Everything was everything else. Yeah, yeah. That was bad. Well, this did, she didn't, you know, and then all of a sudden it's like I'm, my mind always um, would go to, well, that's how I grew up. My parents raised an addict. My parents, blah, blah, you know? Yeah. And that's, that's the easy way out. It is the easy way out. That's, it's so easy to blame everything else on everybody else. That way you can do what you want to do to be mm. fucked up, however, whatever way. Yeah. Um, 
and so anyway, so about a week and a half goes by, and um, the lady uh, that I was living with, she was like, I sold the house. And I kind of remember that, and I'm like, okay. And, uh, and she'd always like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm fine, just fine, just, I'm fine, whatever. Yeah. You know, and, um, and I remember that I was going to drive out to Surprise to go see a friend. Um, and I was going to go pick up some more drugs and stuff. Yeah. And um, somehow I went, I finished off a bottle of Jaeger and they didn't at the one circle cave was my, where I'd always get my stuff. They didn't have the big bottle of Seagram's. So I got four of the little bottles of Seagram's <laughs> and um, I sat in my car, I downed two of them. And I was like, some, I, I don't know what led me to the Banner Hospital. It's, it's still really um, blurry. But somehow I ended up at the Banner Hospital. And I was driving, too. Yeah. And thank God I didn't, you know, hurt anybody or, or anything like that. Yeah. Or even get pulled over for a DUI during that whole time. Yeah. Um, so somehow I, I ended up at Banner Hospital. And... I remember going in there and I just was in, you know, where you go admit yourself. I'm like, you know, if this is how my life is going to be, fuck this, fuck that. I don't want to live anymore. You can all screw up. And then the lady comes walking around. And I remember this too. She comes walking around. She goes, okay, come And Security came and I blacked out. Yeah. And then the next thing I know is that I'm waking up in the ER and they're saying, you're lucky to be alive. What, what was your BAC? Um, Do you remember? No. Uh-uh. I'm sure it was out of... But I, I was also coming down from being up too long. Uh-huh, and yeah. I think I, I did some... I uh, took some Percocets, and I think Damn. there was a Oxy in there or something. You know, it was just... Good and Lord. this was... Yeah, right? And so... Um, I, I remember coming to it and this, this is what really gets me is that the whole time I was out and I don't know why I remember this, but I remember, you know how some people say, well, when you die, you see your life flash before your eyes. I saw these visions. Uh-huh. Okay. My parents are all passed away, but I remember, see, I get goosebumps telling this. I remember, Give it me goosebumps, yeah, man. but I remember this so vaguely is that my mom and dad were looking down at me and they go, what are you doing, Darren? You know, and I'm just and and, you know, when I came to after when I kind of, you know, got my bearings and the nurse was like, you're lucky to be alive. And 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 I'm like, I remember laying there and I'm just like, what the hell am I doing? Yeah. What am I doing? And. uh, That was in September, um, uh, September 16th. Coming up, yeah. Twenty. No, that was in September of 2016. Yeah, but oh, September. Uh, of, okay, of 2016. Oh, they were saying September 16th because I was like, that's just right around the corner. No, no, it was September 3rd. Oh, so it just passed. Yeah, yeah, but it was 2016. Yeah, and it was my 50th birthday. You know, <laughs> so I mean, there were all these little factors that yeah. kind of played into it. It's like okay. Um, and so I was like, okay, what, what am I going to do? Now, mind you, in my past, when I, when I was getting in trouble and being locked up, 
well, you need to go to, you know, this halfway house. You need to get yourself in a program and all that. And I did those little things yeah. off and on throughout the 90s, but it, it never it never clicked. It never took. No, because I wasn't ready. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I got to do something. And I remember talking to, God, I wish I could remember her name. Um, but the nurse was saying, oh, we can get you help. And I'm like, I need, I need help. And uh, I finally said that to yeah. her. I don't want to die. I don't totally opposite of how you walked in. Yeah. I don't want to die like that. Now I'm not saying I was suicidal. All I know is that I didn't want to live how I was living. Oh, uh, okay. You know, it wasn't like I was going to hang myself or something like that. Yeah. Right? But I, I just knew that I just didn't want to live like that, but I didn't know how to live any way else. Yeah. Like you say, you've been doing it for 30 plus years, you know, and finally it just, and, and I'm grateful that, um, that it happened that way because a lot of people don't make it that, out yeah. that way. And in my last three years of, of, you know, changing my life, I've seen, you know, a few people die Yeah. because they it just didn't happen that way for them. So, you know, um, when I say I'm beyond grateful and thankful yeah. just to be alive and have this second chance at life, I, I can't tell you how much, you know, and, and, and sometimes my messed up thinking gets to me. It's like, well, why me? Yeah. What, what yeah, did yeah. I do? Yep. You know, and, but that's my, my messed up thinking. So with all those little things, I've had to learn how to live a different life and how to change my mindset. Yeah. You know, that's key. It is key. That's the whole key to wanting to change. Yeah. Cause if, if you don't change nothing yeah because the changes. facts are still the same the facts Always. are still there but it you change the way you view them mm -hmm. and instead of like you said playing that victim mentality you're like okay well this is what i'm what i have to deal with like mm -hmm. let's buckle down and and Do just yeah get move forward had to had to had to had to but it's also made me um reevaluate the things that were messing me up um to way to where I, how I was thinking and that's been um, it's work man and, yeah. and I think when you do something like that and you're working on yourself whew, there's some things that uh, you just don't want to like oh man I did that why you know or this or that the ugly truth yeah it is ugly yeah. and then it's like oh my god I, it's so easy to sit there and fix somebody else yeah <laughs> it's a piece of cake dude well just don't do that man don't you know whatever the case yeah but when you try and look inward and try and 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 figure out what's wrong with you and and the key thing is honest honesty yeah for me um everybody has their own way however it gets them but for me i had to be honest i i freaking had to be honest with myself mm -hmm. and that's hard yeah it's very hard Super to be hard. honest with yourself yeah look look in the mirror stare at that person looking you know back at you and you, you know got just to though i mean for me i had to and yeah. and i know for other addicts and other people in different things that's what they had to do and that's what was suggested to me and that's the work that i, I know i i have to continue for the rest of my life because for me addiction isn't cured right now it's like, oh, I'm not doing drugs and alcohol. Good, I'm good. No, yeah. you're not. It's a man. constant battle. It, well, it's not so much the constant battle of um, the drugs and alcohol. It's, it's the, the ever-changing of this. Because I know for me, 
I could, on a drop of a dime, go back to how things were. And I have to be aware of that mm -hmm. because it could be, oh, my socks, you know, whatever. The, I mean, <laughs> yeah. something stupid yeah, like trivial. that. trivial. Yeah, and I know that for me. So I have to be, that, that was a hard thing to learn, you know, because for me, it's like, well, no, I'm a strong dude, man. I'm da, 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 da. No, man, I'm not. When yeah, you were out here own. out drinking people. You were staying up longer than they were. You were doing mm -hmm. more drugs than they were. So, yeah. yeah, you're just like, what are you talking about? Dude, come on. I'm a tank. <laughs> right, exactly. But, you know, it, it, and those are the harsh realities. So the, the most beautiful thing for me is that when a person has a sense of clarity, you know, and... There, there are some people that I, I, I see that had that. And I'll probably put you on the spot. Like, you know, when, when I met you and when we started working together and whatnot, and now to see you now, you're a family man. You're a dad. You got a beautiful wife, two beautiful kids. Yeah. To me, that's like, oh, my God. You know, and those are things I've never had. You know, and, um, uh, and with Paul Bittner. Same thing, man. Yeah. He's married. Now he's got a kid and everything. And to me, that's, that's pure, uh, uh, God, there's so many words I could use, but just, it's beautiful. Dude. Yeah. It's so beautiful. And I think that's where I love, that's love. That's pure, unconditional love. Mm -hmm. No matter how you look at it, man, that's just uh, wake up every day and just to, uh, man i fucking love you you know and i know yeah. that sounds so cheesy and corny wait but it'd be so easy for you to be like you said like you've never had that so you could easily look at those pictures and just you know have envy and be like hey mm -hmm. like why not me like, like exactly. we said earlier like, yeah 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 why isn't that me that could be mine and then you know that's where that hate can kind of thrive and, and also that self-sabotage yeah. as well because i can't tell you how many relationships with women to where I've wanted that, but I just wasn't right in here mm -hmm. to have that, you know? And, you know, people have asked me, well, why don't you have any kids? And I'm like, well, you know what? That's probably a good thing. It is. Yeah. You know? I would say it is. I, I think so too. As much as like, I, I will, well, who knows? Maybe, you know, that could have been what you needed or Maybe. it could have changed you, but also oh, it, it could have. Yeah. And, and that's not how I would want it to have been a father or a parent yeah you know um and now it's like now it's like oh man god i gotta find me a young thing and nugger up you know, <laughs> you know that's not where that's at but you know it, it's it's crazy to me how one one can view themselves through all their despair and all their tragedy and everything and for somehow hang on to it Mm -hmm. But I understand it now. Yeah, that's the key. You understand. You, so you don't have to like a ex accept it or agree with it or I don't know, condone it, right? Right. But you well, can just say, I understand where you're coming from, and exactly. I can understand why you why you do it or why you did it, mm -hmm. and just have that acceptance of them still of who they are. Yeah, and also with oneself too, because uh, I, I guess I could say this on here. I'm 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 a avid. Um, person with a narcotics anonymous uh, yeah um so um i'm a part of that program because that's what's saving my life mm -hmm. um i'm not one of those guys that's going to go stand on a soapbox and go oh you people you need to know that that's yeah. not what it's about but for me it's like i i again i had to find something to to 
figure out how to live a different life because I, I needed that. Yeah. And so when that came into um, my life and I got to meet some incredible people that are like-minded going through the same things that I've gone through and have shown me how to, uh, you know, if, if you just get, get, give this a try, you know, and it's, you know, and an honest try. Yeah. And, and the three principles, or I, I like to, the program calls them spiritual principles, are mm-hmm. honesty, open-mindedness, and willingness. Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe that if you have those three things, and no matter what you're trying to do with your life, you've got a pretty good shot at it. And, and um, for me, um, negativity always seemed to be a part of my life because that's what I was surrounding myself with. Even though I wanted to be positive and have a positive outcome, you can't do that if you're surrounding yourself, in, especially in your head, with negativity and stuff like that for me. So it's like I, I get up and I'm just like, man, today's going to be a good day. Now, I don't want you to get me wrong. It's like nothing's all fucking rainbows, puppies, and of course. unicorns, man. It's not that yeah. way. But... I tell you what, with life's uh, trials and, and, and stuff now, it's like, bring it, man. You know, because I, I, I feel that I can do it no matter how tough things get. You yeah. Know? Um, you've, you've been through some harder shit is basically what you're saying. Do, you know, you know, and the, another big thing, I think, with all that is just realizing that things can be better, but you've got to make them better. Mm-hmm. If you feel like, oh man, this is going to screw up. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, mm-hmm. You know what? It, you're not giving it a chance. Yeah. But I, I feel that if you go into it and you're like, if you're excited for something different and you have a positive outlook and if it doesn't pay off, that's okay, man. It, it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It, life happens. Yeah. Good and bad. But it's all how you take it, your own perception of it. And for me, um, I was hanging on to a lot of bad shit in my past. My mom died because of drug addiction. Yeah. Um, you know, when my dad passed away, I was there by his bedside. You know, so all those yeah. things, and I played into that. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's not what I should have. I mean, things happen for the way they did. Mm-hmm. But I hung on to that, and it, it kept me at a very uh, dark place, man. And, uh, you know, it, it's... I, I don't want darkness. Man. Yeah. Well, those are two of the hardest things to go through, you know, losing a mom, the way she went mm-hmm. and then losing a father. Like yeah. how old were you? Um, when my mom passed away, I believe I was 20 something. Okay. And when she did, we had an argument on the phone oh. and, and then the next thing I know I'm getting a phone call saying that she, mm. yeah. So that was something Yeah. that, 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 I pretty much, I, I think I came to terms with that. I still have more to work on, but I've yeah. come to terms with that um, a, a while ago. And um, then when my dad passed away, he uh, died of septic shock, and that came very unexpectedly. Oh, yeah. um, but at that time, I was at a point to where um, I was on uh, probation, and I hadn't gotten high. or So he did get to see me... Um, not high or messed up before he did pass away but my sister and i we had to go up to sholo because he was in a coma and Mm -hmm. he was on all these life support things 
and um, so that you know to to say okay this is what has to happen yeah and um, that wrecked me dude that, that was tough because my dad and I weren't always close but we started to get close towards the end yeah um, because when my parents got divorced when I was 10 I was living with my mom okay and um, my sister was with my dad so my mom was a party animal she was you know it's like she grew up all over again yeah so you know um drugs and alcohol they they get married young like was your mom young when she got married uh, when my mom and dad got married i believe my mom was 18 or 19 yeah my dad was just out of the service and this was back in the 50s Uh uh-huh so that's kind of what you know people did back then yeah and um so uh my mom was just my mom was a very uh uh i I, (laughs) she she reminds me of that era of like, uh, you know, the kind of bad girl, voluptuous, blonde, you know, because Marilyn Monroe was big back then. So yeah. That's kind of how my mom was, you know, and so, and uh, the, the cool thing, uh, my dad and I had a conversation um, before he did pass away. Um, and uh, it was just him and I one night. And, uh, you know, it, it was like him and I finally bonded and I got to ask him about like, how did you mom mean you know my dad well i was working at the doggy diner and your mom came in and it was like Duh, and i'm like oh okay and, you know it's <laughs> like okay right on that's cool but uh you know it, it's so when they did get divorced she was still young and so she had like all these things opened up to her and so that's where her addiction came into play yeah. alcohol drugs and at that time and and uh, back in the 70s when she was, you know, that's when they got divorced. So that whole era of the partiness and whatnot. And she was um, all about the music. She, I mean, she was my biggest fan. Yeah. She's the one that got me my guitar, um, you know, and she was always at my shows, like when I was playing, you know, and my mom's not a metalhead, but at that time she was. She's totally in support of you. Oh, man, she was. Um you know, so, but my dad was always like, well, no, you need to have a trade. My dad was very military. Yeah, for sure. You know, so he was very, uh, uh, a very stout, smart gentleman, mm-hmm. you know, um, very soft spoken. But when he spoke, you know, it's like, you, you listen, oh shit. You yeah. know? So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Cause I, I think I learned a lot of my, uh, mechanical ability and, and stuff like that from him Yeah. to where it, it, it's, it's almost like the best of both worlds. Here's my dad, you know, this very, you know, military kind of, you know, very self-disciplined man. Mm-hmm. And then my mom, this party animal, you know, so I, I kind of meld those together and ta-da, this on, is what you get. Yeah, on the creativity. <laughs> she was more on the create, yeah. uh, creative side, like spunky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just a young girl growing up all over again. Yeah. So as I was growing up, you know, she was too when, when I look back at it. So yeah. it took me a long time to realize that and not. Um, play the victim anymore yeah or or resent her i guess yeah yeah because i was mad when she passed away because of her drug addiction um i was mad i was like what no no you know because uh uh all my and and i know this is going to sound bad my mom was an awesome lady but she wasn't like your typical mother figure yeah i wasn't abused as a kid but there were drugs in my household growing just up. just stuff you shouldn't have been exposed yeah, to but it, it was there and it was nothing for me to come home say hey mom you you got a you got any of the whatever left 
or any of that. And she's mm-hmm. like, yeah, here you go and whatnot. And that's just how it was. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was never abused as a kid. I didn't have those kind of issues. Mm-hmm. It was just that was the environment. And, and it, it's almost like, well, you, you know, if you're going to be around that as a young child and there's music and everything. And my mom was all about, you know, uh, musicians and, and mm-hmm. biker dudes and whatnot. And so, you know, I, I learned a lot of respect, but I also learned how to how to party. Yeah. How know, to party. And how to play and, and how to uh, be in that stuff. So, I mean, you know, it's uh it's taken me a long time to just look at it and go, okay, well, that's just how it was, man. Yeah. I'm not a victim. You're a product of your environment, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And some people are smarter than others to where they're like, well, no, I know that's not right. Well, no, I, I didn't know it wasn't right. All I knew is that I loved it. And this was yeah. how the enjoyment and how people were. If I surround myself with these liked people, Mm-hmm. You know, and that's how the rock and roll scene was. Yeah. You know, and especially in the 80s growing up in Southern California. <laughs> Forget about me? it, man. Forget. Right. Exactly. You know, and and there's a there's a certain attractiveness about that whole era. But when you yeah. were in it, nobody ever thought about like, oh, man, I can't do this or I can't do it. No, you do it, man. You got Anyway. Yeah. So pure debauchery and everything. But it was, you know. That's how it was. Yeah. So how old were you when you first had your your first taste of a drug? Um, I believe I was 12 years old. 12. Was that alcohol or was that? No, it was it was uh, weed. Okay. It was weed. Um, I wasn't really much ever a drinker because um, I just couldn't handle alcohol then. Mm-hmm. So I grew up with weed. And at the time before meth or or speed came in there were uh pills called cross tops black beauty and there uh you know and amphetamine amphetamines pills. yeah and back in the day and my mom was really into that so i did that um and plus cocaine was really big back then and quaaludes 714s yeah, and you know but there was always weed i was a big pothead growing up um but anytime those other things came into play i was you know uh, when I lived on Catalina Island, I think that's when I went through my cocaine phase. You know, it didn't, it got out of hand because I'm an addict and when I'm all in, I'm all in. So yeah. I went through like a whole summer of like, that's all I wanted. Blah, 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 blah. And, uh, and that's where I met, uh, my girlfriend and then my first wife yeah, at that time. And it was all about cocaine. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, on our wedding, we did cocaine. <laughs> you know, it's just like great. We were young kids, though. You know? Yeah. And that's H- how old were you when you got married? Uh, I believe I was 21, 20-something, yeah. or, or early 20s, and so was she. That's young. Um, yeah. That's young. But she was my first love. Oh, mm. my God. I, and I remember that because we met on Catalina Island. And uh, I always felt like, and, and I always grew up this way, that I wasn't good enough. Yeah, it's just like this girl was out of my league. Do you think that might have been a little bit from your father on how like militaristic he was, and you always felt like you couldn't, you know? I mean, those yeah, yeah, yeah. those some of those standards from from you know parents like that. Yeah, and and from how they grew up, probably yeah, most definitely, Um, because my dad was very much a realist. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, not saying that he would ever say well. 
you know, playing guitar, that's fine, but that's, you're never going to get anywhere. So you need to have a trade. My dad was an aviation electronics engineer. Uh-huh. So, you know, he had the trade, he, yeah. you know, he, uh, had all that. So, but I didn't. And then when my parents got divorced, I was 10 and, um, you know, it, it was all about, oh my God, this is music, guitar, music, ah, kiss. Yeah, who doesn't love music, man? You gotta be a weirdo. Exactly. But it, it was like, that's how I knew, especially at a young age that I loved it. And I think I'm good at it mm-hmm. I, because I understood it, you know? And, uh, and it's just, that's how it's been because it, it, to me, it was like, no matter how messed up I was, I knew I was always good at guitar. Yeah. I mean, I'm no Eddie Van Halen, but, but, I, but you know <laughs> what I'm saying? You're damn close. But you know, it's like, I know I can do that. Yeah. So it, it's like, that was always my end to mm-hmm. people. Yeah. It was like, well, I can't really, uh, you know do much of anything else but i can play guitar but i can entertain the shit out of you yeah, but yeah. at the end of the day like i've had this conversation with a few people and you know i've heard it on a couple of podcasts but it's like at the uh, at the end of the day humans live for art to create and consume art you know we work yeah you work your trade or you work mm-hmm. you know a specific job but to do what to earn money to go out and watch live music, to watch a movie, to pay for your direct TV so you can enjoy somebody creating art, yes. you know? So that's, it's, that's what we're there for. So for people to like, you know, look down on somebody wanting to create art, mm-hmm. you know, to entertain somebody or to touch somebody and, you know, they look down on that and it's like, bro, like that's what we yeah. live for as humans. Yes. And I think the most beautiful thing as far as an art form, it's universal. Yeah. It doesn't matter anywhere you go in the world. There's always some sort of that everywhere. And that everywhere, every, 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 it doesn't matter where you go. Mm-hmm. You could go, you know, the ends of the earth. It's, there's still going to be some sort of artistical something there, whether it's music, uh, uh, whatever paintings yeah. or, or, you know, some sort of artisticness. Mm-hmm. And to me, that is just, um, that, that, that's heart and soul you yeah. know that that that's something that's well like you yeah. said it transcends um culture language art you know yeah. art does whether it's music uh i wouldn't necessarily say literature because you'd have to translate it but yeah. you know paintings just everything yeah. like that and um everything has some sort of artistic um things yeah. even back to you know back in the way back in the yeah day. they're painting on the fucking walls with yeah. their shit uh, exactly <laughs> you know, you know <laughs> wow and i i can only imagine what, how they were saying it but it was like if somebody painted some cool shit on a wall yeah. in a cave i bet you there was like all your whole other tribe going damn that's good yeah. who did that and the other guys go oh i did it you know but you know that's i think that's just how it is and and it's just i think that's a very humanistic yeah uh inside uh, souls. Yeah, it's just inside us to yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, so your first love, do you still keep in contact? Okay, so here's the cool thing about that. Uh-huh. Is that, um, so when I was married at that young age, um, I had no business being married um, in that sense because the way I look at it now, when if you're married, you, you there's no infidelity. Mm-hmm. There's no sneaking behind. Mm-hmm. Um, there's none of this and none of that. And, um, I was just a young guy who was, um, had the opportunity to 
be with lots of other uh, women at the time when I was married, and that's wrong. Um, so the cool thing with her is that um, I was able to get a hold of her through Facebook um, and really just lay it all out there. So the beautiful thing with that is that um, she's, she's there. And she, you know, we've had long conversations um, and she, you know, she made sense. But the cool thing about it is that I, uh, I was apologizing for how I was. I didn't go into detail, but we yeah. both know how I was. Yeah. And the most, she goes, I forgave you a long time ago. Oh, man. You know, and so for me, I also hung on to that because she was my first love. And we all know our first love. Mm -hmm. um, and she was, hands down. Yeah. Um, and I fucked that up bad and I hurt her yeah and that breaks my heart man it, it just and um, and here here she is you know she's she remarried she has a daughter she also went through another divorce and you know for a woman that's what we went through and then for her you know to tell me I forgave you a long time ago mm -hmm. and so uh, I keep in contact with her I, I you know once a month or you know we're on Facebook and yeah and uh, for me, I always want to let people know that I love them. Yeah. And I get that. Like every day, I, you know, when I scroll through my feed, I mean, it's nothing but positivity and love yeah. coming from you. You know, and it, it doesn't, you know, why are you telling me you love me? Well, you know, <laughs> you know how, many, how many different realms and levels of love there is? Tons. And not only that, but like. Endless. For you to live with the fact that the last time you talked to your mom was an angry conversation, like that's gonna, you know, dictate how you, how every, yeah. all your other interactions kind of go down from it, there. Exactly. So, um, but then again, it's like, I, I, I know I, I, it's like now my thing is I tell people, it's like, I'm a lover, not a fighter, <laughs> but I'll fight for love. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Chicks dig that, you know? Yeah. But, uh, but it's true for me because I feel it's important, especially because of all the messed up things and maybe people that I've heard along the way, no matter if it's who I've worked with or, mm -hmm. you know, um, who I've played with. And if there's an opportunity to let those people know, especially now in, in, in what I'm trying to do is to let them know that I, I can only I, I can't change anything of the past. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I can do about it. Mm -hmm. All I can do is hopefully apologize yeah ask for forgiveness for who you were and yeah, the actions and, and whatnot but also be better yeah you know that's all i can do and um i know a lot of people get hung up when they're when they're going through a addiction or trying to change their lives is that man i, I, I want to apologize and some people don't want to hear it man some people are hurt that bad but yeah. you have to accept that because you're really apologizing for yourself yeah and, and yes you do hope that they will accept it and they'll go hey yeah man, i get it mm -hmm. and um but the you know the the big thing is that you know some of the most important people that you need to apologize aren't here anymore yeah that too right so you know uh those are things that for me i have to work on and i'm finding little ways mm -hmm. you know um there's a certain sense of uh calmness with me when I have to deal 
or, or, or take on certain things that, you know, okay, I need to deal with this Yeah. because it, it, I can feel it. it, it there's a, a certain sense of awareness that I have now and clarity that I can feel inside me to where things are going. Okay. I, I, I need to somehow address this, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I You're not shoving that down anymore. No, you know? or, or giving into it or not no, noticing that there's uh, something that's, it just doesn't feel right. So, um, you know, I, I try and stay in tune with that mm-hmm. big time because for me, just <laughs> looking back at my past, man, had I known then what I know now, eh. but you know, the, the one thing that I do tell a lot of people that are in the program and that I've been able to help is that all we have is right now. Mm-hmm. Life is happening and all you have is right here, right now. Yeah. So everything that I've done in my past, good, bad or whatever, it's got me to here mm-hmm. with you right now. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's huge. Um, and I don't look at it too much to where I, I'm going to overanalyze it or anything like that. All I know is that it is. This is what it yeah. is. You can kill yourself replaying scenarios and how you could have handled something different. And yeah, you, dude, you I, can, I can't tell you how bad of an overanalyzer I can be. <laughs> and it, it's just, it's dangerous for me because it's the, uh, again, you know, when you have that feeling of you're not good enough, you're less than, um, why aren't I, Ugh, you know, this big burly six pack muscle bound dude, you know, or, or stuff like that. Because also growing up, I was always um, teased a lot because I, I'm skinny. I'm a skinny white boy, man. That's how I've been my whole life. Yeah. And then at a young age, the only thing that I had that people would like is me playing guitar. Yeah. So, you know, I wasn't that, that beach dude that was all ripped and pecked out. Yeah. All the women just watched him walk by, you know. <laughs> I was the guy that had to, you know, grow the hair and, and play guitar for mm-hmm. that to happen. Yeah. So with all those mindsets, it, it's just like I just reprogramming, you know. And um, it, it's, I think the most important thing is, is to know that I'm, I'm okay, man. Good. And I'm okay with me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the big one. I, I really am. Because if you're not, that's cool. Then I, you know what? I can remove myself mm-hmm. and I have to do that. I can't force anybody to love me, no. like me or anything. And I think that's what I was big time guilty of in the past because I, I didn't have anything. Yeah. Looking for, looking for, you know, affirmation that you're, you're cool. You're someone that people want to be with, yeah, be or around. around or whatever. Yeah. And, um, it's, I mean, obviously everybody wants that, that self, uh, um, I don't want to say satisfaction, but that self, uh, but we want to feel, you know, wanted. Everybody wants to be yeah. wanted. We all want to be wanted. We want you to, I want you to like me, yeah. but um, I can't force that, mm-hmm. you know? So it's like, I, I think, especially with addicts and people that suffer from addiction, we, we just want to be wanted. Mm-hmm. We want to know that we're wanted, but we have to know that and want that. It starts with us first. Yeah. It has to because if I if I can't be okay with me, how can I be okay for you mm-hmm. or anybody else for that matter? Yeah, you know. And uh, the the cool thing is that I, I was telling Haley this um, when I you know got back in contact with him and, and was like, man, I want to play with you again because I felt I screwed that up. Yeah. Because when we were trying to do the band thing at when we were at Guitar Center and then after he left and. You know, I went over there and I was always going over there 
but I was messed up, man. And mm-hmm. we wrote some great songs. And uh, I even practiced with the band a few times, but I could not be a good musician for him. And that broke my heart. Yeah, because you know? like you just said, that's what that was your end. In. That's and what you were good sudden, at. I couldn't. Uh. And then like the last, what, six months um, before I got into recovery, I hung, my guitars were in the case. Yeah. I smashed up my, my ovation mm-hmm. and I just I didn't care. And for me, that that was like, to me, when I look back at it, that was the, the, the thing to cut off. And if I had that sense of awareness and clarity, I would have realized it. Wait, that's, you know, that's who I am. And mm-hmm. I'm throwing it away just so I can wallow in what, whatever the case may be. So, um, you know, it, it's like, and now, especially playing now, um, getting out with Haley and playing acoustically on Monday nights with him. It's, 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 it's like, awesome to see. Cause you're a shredder. I mean, you're, you're Iron Maiden shirt, like <laughs> finger tapping. Yeah. Like, yeah. All that. And to me, that's like getting back to the basics. Yeah. Learning something stripped down. Exactly. The pure rawness. And with Haley, it's just, you know, when, when I say I'm grateful and thankful for the people in my life, mm-hmm. it's apparent. Because Haley could have said, dude, are you kidding me? I don't want to play with you and whatnot. And, and another cool thing, like with Haley, when I apologized to him and everything, he was doing, you know, I love you. I, I love you, Daddy D. How Haley would say that, <laughs> yeah. man. And I was just like, to me, that's, uh, that's unconditional, man. Mm-hmm. That's, that's when people see something in you that you never thought that you could see in yourself. And not in an in a arrogant or... or uh, holier than thou way just in a positive just dude you're you're okay man i've loved you then and i love you now now let's get to playing yes you know and it's not like one of those things to where we've never even rehearsed it's like (laughs) songs that we know i mean a few things we've played in the past but it's just like okay this is what we're gonna do and And it's just like it's so good for me for my soul Mm -hmm. i mean yeah i'm always gonna have that thought of grandeur that i'm gonna be in a big band and and be successful of course i'm, I'm always going to want that but here's the here's the realist and and the beautiful thing if i don't have that i'm still going to play every day for myself and that's yeah. okay yeah it doesn't mean i'm i'm less than or not successful um you know because i'm alive well and that and that's the key like you said you're changing your perspective because before it was like, if I don't make it, I'm nothing, yeah. you know? And now you're just like, no. Yeah, because I've been in a few bands to where we could have made it. Yeah. And whatever the case was, you know, um, it just wasn't meant to be. So, you know, there's certain things when I look back at it now to where it's like, it's, things happened the way they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they got you to here. Exactly. And you're helping a lot of other people right now. Yes, I would like to. Yes. Yeah. So anybody listening to this that maybe is battling their own addictions, is it mainly narcotics then that that you guys deal with just because it's Narcotics Uh, Anonymous? Okay. So Narcotics Anonymous is all encompassing, which means that alcohol and drugs. Yeah. Okay. So narcotics, I mean, uh, alcohol is a drug, period. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Coffee is a drug. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. God, I love coffee. (laughs) I mean, I still have my vices, uh, the coffee and the cigarettes. I know, but you have, Oh, Hey, 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 you're going to pick, you can pick some slow, slowly baby steps. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And so those are the things that, 
obviously ruin a lot of people's lives. Mm-hmm. And we see it every day on TV. I mean, the yeah. fentanyl bullshit. Are you kidding me? That dude? and wrong way drivers. <laughs> that could be, yeah. But I mean, the fentanyl thing, I'm just like, oh my God, that's like a, like another level of like, oh, here comes this. Yeah. Um, because I was hooked on fentanyl patches. Oh shit. Um, back in, uh, what? 2004 I was with this girl for a while and she had him for medical reasons Uh huh. and she was like well you should try this I'm like oh my god okay <laughs> and all of a sudden I've got patches all over myself oh, you know shit. and you know I'm just like oh my god I mean she she was a big uh, f- a pharmaceutical user uh-huh. um, and I think that's what got me into that kind of line of drug. Uh, okay, okay but when I did kick that um, that was probably the hardest thing I've ever kicked as far as drug wise. And it didn't kill me. Now the fentanyl that's out there now, I mean, that's, they're putting it in heroin speed and all this stuff. And it's killing people like that. Shit. That's crazy ass shit. So, you know, um, to be able to, for somebody to walk away with that and just to at least get to like a meeting or, or a program or whatever, um, if they get it, they get it. Yeah. But nobody's going to um, quit until they're ready. Yeah. What does, what does fentanyl attack? I guess what does it, is it basically just stop your heart or All, does it it's, it's bodily a functions? major painkiller. So it's for pain. Yeah. So your nervous system straight up. So if you mix that with a downer like heroin, that's a big uh-huh, thing, I guess. Yeah. And you put that in there. Yeah, your whole shutdown. You bring it to a stop. It's just you slow it down enough, and then next thing you know, lights are off. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, a a lot of heroin, like if you did too much heroin, that's kind of what it would do. But you put, I I guess now, just that little bit of fentanyl and shit, done. And that's scary because a lot of heroin users or anything like that that are used to just doing their heroin, whatever, um, now all of a sudden it's with fentanyl, man, it's, you don't even know anymore. But what is it? Is it, is it, is it that the high is so good? So euphoric, um, or, you know, as far as how it is now, I mean, I never did it like that when I did it, it was just in a, in a 50 milligram or 75 or a hundred milligram patch. Okay. And all it did, it was time released into your body. Yeah. And at that time it was like, if you had back pain, yeah. Um, uh, a lot of uh, rheumatoid arthritis people oh, okay. back yeah, yeah. then did it. And this was before there was like an opioid epidemic. Um, uh-huh. And so now everybody knows about uh, Oxycontin. All of a sudden there's yeah. that, you know, everybody's, you know, addicted to that. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm. now, okay, well, let's throw fentanyl in there. Now, it, you know, it's just those different uh evolutions. Yeah. Well, basically. people are chasing that next high, the bigger high. But at the same time, it's like, if you're in serious pain and you go to the doctor and they're like, hey, just just alternate ibuprofen and Tylenol. They're like, who's this fucking idiot? Mm-hmm. I'm in some serious pain. I need right. some hard shit. Like right. I'm dealing with some shit. And that's where yeah. an addict like an addict can start. Yeah, because, for sure. Um, I've, I've met a few gentlemen or or and even a lot of women, too, to where, well, I had back pain. Then I had this back surgery. You know, and they never did drugs ever before, yeah. like on that level. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting <clears throat> painkillers, whether it's um, uh, codeine or Oxycontin or, or Percocets. 
and also a doctor, an authority figure that is an educator to, in a sense, like mm -hmm. is, is prescribing this to you. So yeah. it must be good for me. And doctor says, yeah, doctor says this, right? That's, that's a big, that's mm -hmm. a big one. And they didn't realize that when they were addicted or, or prescribing these things that you could get addicted to it because you are getting high and it is a high narcotic, you know, yeah. uh, uh, pharmaceutical thing, which it does help, but your your body builds up a tolerance to whatever you're doing then you've mm -hmm. got to have more it adapts yeah, yeah yeah and so it's just like oh my god just it's crazy dude how all that shit works but uh you know when i uh when i went and uh so when i got help and so i went to the scottsdale behavioral place and they told me that well for one thing you're a manic depressive another thing is that um and what did they say manic depressive and um, a, a lot of depression. And obviously you are because of drugs and alcohol. Mm -hmm. So they got me on this uh, uh, um, antidepressant, which was okay at first because that got me out of my thing, got me going. Um, but uh, everything has to be non-narcotic if I ever you know, go to the doctor. That's true, right? Oh, I didn't even think be. about that. Has to be for me. Um, and I'm not saying I was ever well, yeah, I did do pills. So no matter what kind of drug, if it's going to get me high, I'm pretty much going to like it. So you wouldn't even do medical marijuana at this point? Um, okay, so here's going to be the messed up thing about that. Yeah. I feel, and I've seen a lot, I don't have a problem with marijuana or medical marijuana. Now, for me to do it, for this addict, I can't. I got you. Yeah, that's what I'm getting you know, at. Yeah, so. yeah. For me, I know. Uh, what about like CBD, the um, non-psychoactive? Um, if it's uh, if I had to, like, if I had whatever, would because uh, 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 they would they would normally prescribe it. You know, if, if you're having pain, you know, right. maybe have this the CBD. Well, it it that even depends on something like that because it, it's still a. Uh, for medical purposes and whatnot. And, and to me, I, I think that's one of the best things that ever come along. Yeah. But I know for me, it's that, okay. So when I went and had my colonoscopy, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, three, three fingers or, but okay. So when I went and had that, you know, I, I told the, uh, the nurse, that I'm like, Hey, you know, I'm a recovering addict. Yeah. Um, so I just, you know, I, I don't want anything, you know, and, and here's the cool thing. When you tell people like that, that nurse was like, how many years you got? Yeah. Like, well, at that time, I was like, I was coming up on two years. And she goes, I've been clean for 15. Like, ah. Yeah. So she goes, so just so you know that what we put you out with is, uh, it's not like your typical whatever they put, put you out with. Yeah. And, and, and that's all I had. Because I was, I'm afraid about that. Because that's just me knowing that I don't want to go down that road. Yeah. You know, I don't even want to attempt it. Oh, I can handle that or what. No, I no. just don't want to do it, man. I just, yeah. Well, and if you can opt, opt out for sure. Like I'm the same, like in the sense of like, I, not that I'm scared of being addicted to pain pills, but I just, you know, hear about them being inflammatory. Like if you have mm -hmm. ibuprofen regularly, like it's actually what it's, it's supposed to work as an anti-inflammatory, but right. it starts to kill all your gut bacteria mm -hmm. that is healthy. And then next thing you know, it's, it's creating all this extra inflammation, which is supposed to be curing. So like, I cannot tell you the last time I took a pain pill 
and not that I've had anything serious. Like I haven't, I don't really get headaches. Um, I've, I probably had two headaches that I've dealt with in like the past two and a half years. But, and yeah. I, I've, so That's I want to awesome. say it's been at least like three years since I've taken any sort of pain pill. Um, I rarely get sick. So if I do do anything, it's usually allergies and I'm usually just, you know, Dayquil, Nyquil, right, Dayquil, yeah. Nyquil. Like that's, that's it. So like, I'm just like, no, I don't want any of that. Like, um, I had issues with my ankles. Like they were in pain. I was in pain all the time because I was playing sports so, yeah, and I, yeah. I had to strap up. Um, and, um, I go, I go to get, you know, I'm like, Hey, I, I want to request an MRI. And she's like, well, you know, why do you want an MRI? I was like, well, my ankles are messed up. She's like, well, okay. Are you taking any pain pills? I'm like, no. They're like, well, insurance wants to see that you're taking, you know, you're doing what you can. I was like, what do you what mean? Exactly. This is me coming huh. here trying to do what I can. Right. Like me taking pills is just masking the, the yeah. symptoms. Like I'm trying to get to the root cause. So she's like, well, I'm going to prescribe you this because they want to see it. And I'm like, I'm not going to pick them up. She's like, well, I'm just going to put it in your file so they see that you're doing what you can. Which I'm crazy? like, that's crazy. I'm like, that's crazy. Like, no, I don't want to do it. Uh -huh. So, like, uh, luckily, you know, the MRI went through. I got I got that. And, um, you know, I've gone through this procedure. So, I, I've dropped, like, like two like two grand to $2,500 on, like, either physical therapy, the MRI. Cust I'm in custom orthotics right now. Like, oh. Because the way I viewed it was like, listen, I, I still want to be active and uh, yeah. and I stand 95% of my work day. Exactly. So I'm just like, let me make this investment up front so it doesn't become a greater issue down the road where I have no choice. And now it's may maybe I'll, I will have to take pain pills at that point. Well, I, I okay. So this, this much I do know is that they are coming up with non-narcotic ways. So I, I, uh, I pinched my sciatic nerve about what, four months ago from work. And I'm like, and I woke up one day and I'm like, holy shit. No, I, after everything I put in my body now, this is, you know, and I'm like, God, <laughs> what do I got to do? Right. And, um, so I went to the ER and I told the doctor, I go, look, man, I, I think, you know, I wasn't sure I, because it was like right here. And, um, you know, I go, look, I, I don't want any, I don't want any drugs. But yeah. it's just something, and he gave me uh, a shot in my butt. I think it was just uh, cortisone or something. Okay, yeah, Something, yeah. just a non-narcotic shot. And uh, he goes, well, do you take anything? I go, well, every, I, I do get headaches, and I take a leave. Uh-huh. So that's that's it. Yeah. And he goes, well, then here's what you need to do. We're going to give you that shot. You need to um, rest your back and um, and just move and, and kind of be aware of how your body is. You yeah. Know? And before, you know, I, I'm surprised. And here's another thing. Here I am, 53 years old. After all the drugs and alcohol and everything I put into my body, I, I'm still doing pretty much okay. You yeah. Know? yeah. And so I'm just like, holy crap, man. So there's a lot of things that make me go, okay. You know, the, this last part of my life that I, however long I live, man, it's got to be right somehow. Mm -hmm, so, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I've learned a few things, you know. Um, just to be aware because I'm on my feet too yeah, you know, all yeah, day yeah. long and I like my job it's physical and, and stuff like that and um, and I want to be that and I've seen people that are way half my age that, have, <laughs> that can't do yeah. anything and so I'm like whoa and well, you're almost you're, you've, you got like you say you got to be thankful of you know how you've come out because you know what? they probably didn't go as hard as you did 
uh, no. And, and here I am able to still keep on doing what I'm doing yeah. and um, still have a little bit of, you know, sense about me. But you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's those things that I'm just like, damn. Okay. Did yeah. you ever um, do like LSD and mushrooms? Yes. I wasn't ever much of a tripper, but I yeah. did it. Um, when I was on Catalina Island, I remember uh, uh, we somebody brought over shrooms. And I wasn't ever much of a tripper, but it was like, I figured shrooms was okay. Yeah. And I remember I ate some caps, and uh, there was this girl, and we sat on the beach all day. Mm-hmm. Got sunburnt like a, just crazy, but we <laughs> laughed, and oh, it was great. <clears throat> and then uh, one time... <clears throat> When I was living in Colorado, I always thought that, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. I always thought that uh, acid and all that stuff wasn't really my gig because mm-hmm. I, I just always, you know, and, and, and I hope nobody else gets offended, but uh, Grateful Dead heads. Yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> I love Grateful Dead. I got all the respect for them in the world, but I've been to a dead show and it was just the most, yeah, I was not. Uh, yeah. And I just did because I was trying to, hook up with this chick and it was all bad. of course we do the worst things for girls yeah right <laughs> but uh so when i lived in colorado um a friend of another friend something happened and all of a sudden i've got like this this piece of uh, uh blotted lsd there were 20 tabs of lsd oh, on shit. it 20 yeah and i'm like okay and so i remember my the drummer in my band at that time um tony singer um him and i we did these for like two weeks straight yeah every day every day every day it's crazy right and we were really big potheads and and so i mean and there was cocaine around at that time but you know <laughs> it, but i remember like you know and they they look like little like those uh 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 spongy tabs that you put underneath like a, a coaster or something oh like that. yeah yeah, yeah and i remember for like two weeks we were tripping every day and that's crazy because i've heard that um lsd the effects are less and less if you do them consecutively like it yeah it, it shuts off like the so did you have to like do more of a bigger dose yeah because at first it was like uh i remember we each did like one and then we were like up all night. And I remember the, the biggest thing that I remember is that everything um, felt like it was going. Mm-hmm. And it was all warm and, and things were. Uh, I, I don't want to see like that, but it just seemed like everything was just kind of had that that fuzzy outside. Yeah. To it. Um, and uh, and. Th- like uh, uh, the beginning of uh, Welcome to the Machine by uh, Pink Floyd, the uh-huh. very beginning, where you heard that. Yeah. I felt like that's how everything was like for two weeks. <laughs> and But yeah, like we had to do like two. And uh, I remember we, and during that whole two weeks, um, we yeah, you took little power naps and you wouldn't know if it would be 20 minutes or a day. Yeah. And I remember it was like, oh, what day is it? Oh, screw it. Let's do it. And so we did another couple of doses and then smoked some weed and then we, we would rehearse. And I remember at that time we had this Tascam, little Tascam freaking four track. And um, 
we had remember when you could buy cassette tapes like in a in a bundle of 10 mm-hmm. or something yeah i remember we went through all 10 of them and i think maybe out of all 10 of those cassettes and there were what 60 minute cassettes there was like maybe one song on there. <laughs> and the rest of it sounded like yeah. a deadhead yeah, show d- 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 yeah exactly <laughs> dude oh my god <laughs> fucking stupid but uh yeah i just i was never much of a tripper i i was never really looking for that. yeah yeah uh, um I definitely want to get into it um, just because I I hear so many good things about um, people using them properly. Yeah, sure. I think if anything is done right, especially when it comes to like medical marijuana, there's a purpose for that. Um, And for so many people with those other uh, medical ailments or whatever, there's use for that. Yeah, um, there is. And, and like uh, with any of the pharmacy stuff, if it's used right. Well, damn it. It's used for all the the pills that people are hooked onto. It's just that they abuse it because a lot of us are addicts man, yeah, man. that don't want to, you know. And when I say addicts, addictive personality. Yeah. Addictive um, um, things. I mean, you know, it's just like whether it's with food or whatever. food. Exactly. What I was going to say, I was like, not to pick on, you know, you know, fat people because I was I was overweight. You know, I'm, I'm still considered overweight, but Please, uh, dude, yeah, please. no, I'm still considered overweight. Get but well, that's the thing. It's like like we just overconsume. like food. Yes. You can get you're, you're addicted to food. Sure. And that's just the nature of, of who we as people evolved to become because we we didn't i mean how how long has it been since we've had this like industry of like food and manufacturing like what 150 years like 190 yeah. years like it's it's in that amount of time like our productivity has just skyrocketed mm-hmm. and so you can get that quick fix you know oh God, yeah. that 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 sugar the you know extra mm-hmm. meats all that other stuff you that your body get it, craves get yeah it right here right yeah. now yeah you don't even have to leave the house man know, just, you know you do it yeah. exactly and that's crazy to me too it is it is because to me the whole and i guess that's when it's like oh well i'm an old school addicted person now yeah. because the whole thing was like going out to eat now yeah. you can have your favorite food that you go out to just brought to your house you don't have to leave the house and interact with anybody convenience so right there that's that's just feeling you know not everybody has an addictive personality but that's feeling the people that do and that's how it can create no matter if it's with that with drugs or anything like that well i would say it's an addictive shopping too shopping yeah well that's just them i mean you know shopping is just like going out on a hunt or harvesting your your crop and you you see you know the fruits of your labor like you see like that that's what I would equate to shopping to sure. you know and then we overeat because your body doesn't know when the next time it's going to get this food so it's like hey we need more of this this is this sugar is really good energy like it's really good yep. to just turn around and go but when we sit down and just watch you know Netflix or play video games or you know you sit you know in a cubicle all day like your body doesn't know like that hey you know <laughs> We're just sitting here, you know, it's just going to be like, okay, well, let's just store this, you know, sugar and fat until we need it. And it never needs it. (laughs) It's crazy. And the thing that I I know I found out with myself, I've always been a guy who, a sweet dude. I I love sweets. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm a chocoholic. I love chocolate. And um, I have found that when um, I'm trying to cut back on my sugar intake because I know how it affects me. 
you know, it's like Dr. Pepper, man, I could drink Dr. Pepper all day. <laughs> but I also know that especially with when I work, like if I, uh, if I've had too much and then on my lunchtime, I need to take a 20, 20 minute, you know, power nap. Yeah. I've learned to do that. But then after that, I'm ready to go again, but mm-hmm. I got to drink either, uh, you know, Starbucks or something like that to get that going. So I'm, I've been trying to, uh, uh, take more vitamins, um, Good. and just, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm over 50 now. So, I mean, I, I'm aware of that. My body isn't that young. How I always thought it was just go, go, go. I don't need it. Yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Listen to your body. Yeah. You're getting better at listening to your body. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely. what it is. Because, uh, you know, um, I still, I'll, I'll eat a whole fucking chocolate cake. Oh, me. don't get me wrong. I yeah, will too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also know not to eat the whole thing in one sitting. You know? yeah. And it's funny because, uh, those are things that I love. And just because you're okay, you still need to be aware of. Yeah. I'm trying to instill that in the kids right now. Cause obviously, you know, they want candy, well, they God. want muffins well, all the time. Isn't that what all of us were grown up on? Mm-hmm. You know, Hey, if you're good, you can have a piece of candy. Well, then we're good as a kid. Oh, we get candy. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And all of our holidays are surrounded by candy mm-hmm. and Halloween. And oh my God. Yeah. I love Halloween. So when you have, when you have candy, it kind of brings you back to like that, you know, the good feeling mm-hmm. of, of when you experience that. Um, but you, I explained to the kids, you know, that, you know, I've showed them pictures of rotten teeth on Google images. I'm like, this is what happens when you have too much of it. And I said, no, candy is good. It's delicious. But right. if you have, what happens if you have too much of it well, or stomach will hurt? Cause they, they've, they've experienced that to, to a sure. small extent where yeah, it's like, yeah. you know, they had a little bit too much, you know, once. <laughs> right. Um, and my son doesn't have that much of a sweet tooth. He likes more like, uh, fruity candy. <laughs> But my go. daughter, you know, likes more like the baked goods, like cookies and muffins oh. and, and all that. So like, you know, but she has gotten to the point where like we get these little muffins, you, you know, that she'll have like, right, you know, maybe yeah. two or three times a week. And um, God, she, uh, yeah, awesome, she, she'll have, if she has more than two, she'll, she'll complain of a stomach ache. And so we know, I'm like, I've told you, I was like, so, Hey, what happens wow. when you have too many? She's like, I get a stomach ache. So oh, she'll, you know, man. so if I give her, if I accidentally give her more than two, she'll be like, Hey, like, I don't want this other one because my stomach will hurt. And I'm like, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's good. I was like, yeah, I said, this God, is good. Awesome. This is good every now and then as a treat. I was like, you know, muffins is not food. It's a treat, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. And, uh, but she's horrible, man. She's like, if it ain't, if it ain't brown or fried <laughs> or chicken, like she don't want it. But <laughs> my, my son is a little tank. Like he'll eat just about anything. Yeah, so I'm like, awesome. yes, yes, keep that up. <laughs> vegetables is, and here's another thing that I've learned is that before, I mean, I always like to cook, but even more so now, it's like, you know, my, my favorite thing is to make pasta Ooh. with uh, a chicken, yeah, and then broccoli and cauliflower, yeah, and then I'll steam it, and then I'll saute it up, and add it with the pasta, and then the, the chicken and all that. I'm just like. Why can't I? Because even though I can't taste, here's the thing. Yeah, here's the right. crazy Forgot thing. about that. Yeah, but it, there's that sense in that. I don't know if it's muscle memory, but it's like I, I know what kind of seasoning I like before. Yeah, and yeah. stuff. So I, it's it's weird when I tell people well, I can sense it. Yes, because your tongue would still react to yes. it. The sensors there would still mm-hmm. react. Like like you say, you feel it when it's spicy. You know, you kind of feel yeah. that sense. You just don't taste it. Exactly. 
So yeah, no, that makes total sense. Yeah, but and, and also you've tasted it for the past fifty years, so you, you know, <laughs> your do. mind yeah. kind of still remembers. Because yeah, exactly. how long has it been since you haven't been able to um, smell or uh, taste? Well, uh, three years. The three now. years. Yeah, wow. yeah. I know, right? L- a little Dude. over three years. So I can kind of imagine that maybe in like the next, you know, five years you might be forget. I would say you might well, forget. Well, you know, um, when I. When I had, uh, when I was going to see my doctor like once a month, just, you know, for checkups and making sure I was okay, my body was all right. You know, I would ask her, I'd go, well, what can I do? She's like, well, here's the thing. We would have to do a surgery and see how bad that fracture is. And if that is something, because it's part of your, uh, your nerve or sense. Yeah. And so if that's detached, there's no guarantee to put it back. Jeez. you know or anything like that so that is here, wild to I, I know me. right and so here has been my whole mindset of that because it, it's not like something that i'm just like oh man you know it's like no that, that's what happened because of my um using and all that through my life that is what happened but for that to happen that got me to where i am now yeah so i'm okay with it and um you know she even said well it may come back someday yeah but there's also a story that um i found out michael hutchinson the lead singer from in excess uh-huh that happened to him really and it sent him over the edge and i don't know if that's what led up to his suicide or his death yeah but that put him um right under well yeah i mean that that you've You've lost two of your greatest senses. Yeah. But I think I've gained so much more because of it. Yeah. For me. Yeah, for sure. And that's, and that's you changing your perspective. Damn it. God, it's fucking amazing. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. It's, it's, you know, when I look at it like that, I'm just like, you know, fucking life is fucking awesome. Man. So uh, to get back to like Narcotics Anonymous uh-huh. and in the program you're involved in, like what are some places that people could research or where could they find you know you know if they wanted to maybe lean on you or people like you like what what should they google or um okay so if you google narcotics anonymous especially here in in uh, arizona or any state for that matter you put in narcotics anonymous and wherever you are at you will get uh the, the your front website page and um you can uh uh um, get meetings and everything you anything on the computer having to do with that you can go to meetings and so the meeting that I chair every Friday night is here in Apache Junction at the Epiphany Church uh-huh. every Friday at 8 o'clock oh wow okay. and um, you know and uh, if you go to a meeting they always have pamphlets of meeting list of the whole valley I mean I've got meeting lists of everything in the valley but that information is also online just on the website yeah. And there's also other uh, different kind of 12-step programs. There's uh, Cocaine Anonymous. Mm-hmm. There's Crystal Meth Anonymous. And obviously, the one that started it all, Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, yeah. And AA. They call that AA. And then there's Narcotics Anonymous. So um, different meetings help different people with whatever. Um, for me, even though... Um, Is there a White Claw Anonymous yet? <laughs> just that's yeah. that's you know, the next one. Yeah, right. I mean, you know, and here's here's another thing that I've also uh, thought about is that even if you are not an addict, there are things that are in um, the program, saying and whatnot, that are just there to 
be a better human. The being. universal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, I'm not much of a religious person, but I'm very spiritual. Yeah. A big difference. Yes. And there's a, uh, 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 the serenity prayer that I firmly believe in. Mm-hmm. God grant me the, uh, oh shit. grant me the courage, uh, to accept the things I cannot change. Mm-hmm. God grant. I can't even remember it. Right. Oh man. You're oh, on the yeah. spot. It's all right. Yeah. 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 Anyway. So the serenity prayer, <laughs> um, is it says everything to me except the things you can the courage to change the things you can and the wisdom to know the difference yeah that's a good saying yes and and to me you don't have to be an addict or anything like that just it's just good human it's almost like a, a owner's manual for me yeah whether or not and i think everybody could take away something positive out of it yeah because we all need a little something could you imagine if we, if we as humans came with an owner's manual yeah <laughs> okay, so this is how you need to be a good person. Yeah. This is, and this is basically what our parents or whoever, however we're brought up, that's our owner's manual and whatnot. So, you know, it, it's no matter what's going on in your life or what your, your uh, um, character defects are, because everybody has them, we're humans. Yes, for sure. But they can help you get over it no matter what. You know, um, and for me, it's just, it's, it saved my life. It's hands down because I, I wouldn't, if it wasn't for, um, you know, narcotics anonymous for me, I don't know if I'd still be sitting here. Yeah. You know, I know I wanted to, and I knew, I, I knew at that point in time when I got out of the hospital and went to the behavioral health place, I needed something. Mm -hmm. And this was something that I felt for me that I could, it, it felt right. It just felt right. And I knew it felt right. Um, you know, and, and there's tons of other programs out there and, and self-help things for different kinds of people. And that's great. There should be all that stuff. Find what's right for them. Exactly. Like when, when, you know, cause again, I've been on on the health kick. So it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, this diet works. This diet works for me. This diet works for me. It's like perfect. Same concept. I say the best diet is the one you can stick to. Exactly. And something that you know that it makes you feel right about yourself, no matter what it is. Yep. Um, The biggest thing I I, I tell um, the people at the meetings is like, you know, just because you can't do the drugs and alcohol anymore doesn't mean Mm -hmm. the other people can't. Yeah. Because some people can use it, quote unquote, responsibly, but maybe they just also don't take it to that abusive point. And with with anything. And it, it comes to that, that. Um, you know, not not trying to judge them no, for uh-uh. for what they're doing because that, a lot of addicts get into <coughs> excuse me get into that the preachiness because oh man and that bugs me because it no matter when you're trying to tell somebody if they don't do that do whatever it is it's wrong you can't do that hey, you're just you're turning you're, you're giving them more ammo or another reason to stay away yeah and you can't do that yeah. and um it's, that's a fine line to walk it, it is a fine line that's why whenever I, I share my story um at the meetings or tell anybody it's like you know this is what i'm doing and this is how this is for me you know and i don't want to say every addict has the same thing but there's a lot of, you know, pretty good facts that we're all kind of the same in, you know, different scenarios or whatever. Yeah. And um, it's worked for millions of people. 
So there's that aspect. But I know for me, um, this is what's working. And, and if you get something out of it that's going to help you, then stick with it. Yeah. No matter what it is. But there comes a time with whatever is going on. If you need to change, something's going to tell you to change. And usually it's some life, uh, life uh, altering thing. Yeah. And for me, it was almost death. Life changing and epiphany. That was yeah, what you yeah. Mean. You know, and and thank, thank God or or whatever that. Oh, and I do know that there is something bigger than me, and and they call that a higher power. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people obviously go to religion, and that's great. You know, I'm not saying uh, anything bad about religion or anything. I just know for me, for me is that I'm a spiritual guy, and there's one thing that was said to me, even in my hardcore using days that always stuck with me is that religion is man-made spirituality is god-given yeah it's exactly it yeah because i'm i'm an atheist in the sense of i don't i don't say that there is no god yeah i just say i don't know if there is i i don't accept any evidence saying that there is so i just i just carry on Mm -hmm. and just try to be a good as good of a person as i can Mm -hmm. and but I would say that I'm spiritual. Yes. Like, I, I believe in the soul and all yes. that. Like, there's something more to us. Like, yes. it, we can't explain. Exactly. Um, it's very unexplainable. But, it's but you very, can't say. Yeah. But it's there. Yeah. And you can't say, it's the thing, you can't say, like, <coughs> oh, I'm spiritual without being like, oh, where you're like, you know, this religious nut. Or are you spiritual in the sense of like, I'm spiritual, like Sedona type, you know, mm-hmm. shit, you know? Oh. And, and that's all with, I, I mean, there. I know there's something bigger than it and, and that's especially in the program they say you have to have a higher power that is unconditionally loving and caring yeah. to your understanding whatever it you know I mean they've even gone, if you believe in that doorknob is saving your life that's it good you know it's something more than you yeah um, and for me I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that music has saved my life when I'm aware of my love for it and there's something about it that's bigger than me yeah you know because that's where it is if you have something that's bigger than you that you know is you and that's that's just what gives you the motivation to to carry on yeah you know is there a song that you turn to there's so many songs dude i was talking with uh my girl uh jojo about music and whatnot and um, she asked me, what, um, what, what would be your perfect band if you were in it or something like that? And I'd go, you know, the hard and heaviness of Pantera. Yeah. The, the guitar wizardry. And, I mean, I've got so many guitars, but for me, obviously, Eddie Van Halen got me to, you know, and then the soulful and then, then that heartfeltness of Journey. Yeah. And heart, the band heart. And those were like, you know, how can you go from Pantera to Journey to Heart? And then everything in between, it's just like, that's what music is yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, and as far as songs, it, 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 dude, there's millions of them. Tons. Is there one that you like play though? Um, I've been uh, kind of huh. going on. What's going on? a here? coffee maker. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> BB. Um, there was a. Uh, Especially now, you know, there's certain songs that have been touching me and making me go. And uh, there's that Fleetwood Mac song, um, yeah. Landslide. 
and um, that's why I got the capo when I was there. <laughs> and so I've been just messing around, you know, with those kind of subtlety, that kind of flowy, because it, it to me that's, you know, as as much as I love to just yeah, there's something about to bring that in and then to have that that just beautiful same brother you got to get on um lost dog street band you got to listen to they're, they're a country duo mm-hmm. um but he's he's definitely you can see it in his eyes and um in his lyrics his lyrics just kill me man and nice. you can see his recovery i mean he has a song on his solo album called using again um which is just a fucking killer but like like uh, their tracks are just awesome but i'll be uh, you know i'll be listening to that regularly i have that cd on repeat mm. in my truck and then i'll be like oh, okay let me pull out my ipod and you know throw on some skrillex or some yeah freaking, exactly you know grammatic you know some uh, some house electronic music producers and it's just like how can you you know jump between the two and it's like i love music dude. It, yeah it fills your soul yeah um it, speaking of that like original stuff so Haley um, has all these original songs, and uh, even when I was using really bad, we were able to come up with a lot of cool stuff. So last night when we were playing um, at the Old Town Tavern in Scottsdale, yeah, uh, every every or every other Monday. Well, we we played last night, and then not this coming up, but the twenty third we're playing there again. The twenty third at eight. At eight to eleven. Eight, eight to eleven. 11. Yeah, um, but uh, you know. Haley is he's got this way with lyrics and last night we were there were people that will play some more original stuff and the cool thing about that is that you know it, I, I can just follow Haley it's almost like he's like my kindred musical brother in a way if that makes sense on on a totally different level as opposed to like when I had my metal bands I don't think I've ever had that kinship with another musician the way I have it with Haley yeah and i played with a lot of people in my time and there's i've been in really good bands but there's never been that you know he doesn't even have to look at me i mean there are a few times where i have to okay where where you at but (laughs) covers and even with the uh originals man it's just that feeling and um you know it was so cool playing the original stuff last night and uh yeah it's always nice when you can do that yeah and it's there's just something about it and the way his songs are, I wish I was a better lyricist because I, I can come up with music and I can come up with a title of how that piece of music's making me feel. Yeah. But as far as to be a really good lyricist, I mean, oh, it's like it's a gift. are red, violets are blue. <laughs> <laughs> I dig you. Yeah, you do. You know, I mean, that's my, you know. <laughs> um, They're enjoying the poet uh, oh, of yeah. our generation. <laughs> I don't know, know how to show it. No. Fucking <laughs> 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 stupid. But, uh, you know, it's, but musically, it's like, you know, it's like I always have a feel of like, um, especially now because of, of how my emotions are running and how yeah. I'm aware of them. I have all these feelings and it's like, oh, man. So I think I want to call this piece of music. Sorry, not sorry. Then there's another one. Will you remember me and all these other pieces of music? That's just like, ah, oh. yeah. yeah, I get these to somebody who can sing them and then write out their music. So, yeah, yeah. beautiful. Um, cool story, bro. Have you tried DMT? <laughs> That's a line from uh, people make fun of Rogan's podcast because oh, he, really? he always says, "Like, have you ever tried DMT?" What's DMT? Um, 
you not know what DMT is? No, I don't. Oh. Yeah. Um, dimethyltryptamine. Do, do something like that. DMT. Anyways, it's basically like um, the the thing in um, I think magic mushrooms, or I think you, you can get it from frogs. Oh. Um, you can get it from certain plants. Like it's it's natural and like and it's a created. Psilocybin. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That's what psilocybin okay. mushrooms. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that, but it's just like the basically like the really potent stuff. Oh, and um, yeah, it's like it's like, like that. when you're talking about like life changing events. Like from what I hear from from people that have tried to use it the right way, like that has just been revolutionary for them. But. I was watching Chelsea Handler the other. Oh, I think she. Yeah, she yeah, was talking about that. And they had to go to Peru. Yeah, that's that's um. As, Escal- mm-hmm. oh. um, I just had it right before you oh, had, oh, right I'm before sorry. you said because <laughs> I knew that's where you were gonna go with it. Uh, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. And uh, to me, that's that's like that's amazing see but uh, could you imagine doing that every day oh no no you can't do you it can. every day I no know. no no. that's what they say it's like it's maybe once every two to five years that people will do it because yeah. it's so well the thing about ayahuasca it's it's a whole ceremony it's led by somebody yeah and a shaman or yeah something. the shaman and um you actually purge like you end up throwing up like your body just doesn't want that in itself and and so that's all part of the ceremony it's a part of the ritual so it's not you're not just getting the high to get high right you you have to have that purging of your old self and and that leads to people to have some epiphanies and and you know reanalyze their their life right to me that that's amazing and and see also i i think on on a uh, on a chemical and drug level that's what's so attractive about that shit Mm -hmm. Because in our society, you know, in our homeland, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's attractive about it because you're outside of yourself. Yeah. And at first it's like, oh man, I, I remember when I smoked pot for the first time, I was like, oh my God, this is, oh, <laughs> yeah. you know, and all these cool things are happening. And, uh, or, or like the first time you do anything, it's like, oh, you're outside of yourself and all these cool things are happening. And you, that's why you keep on chasing that. You know, yeah, and and especially when, uh, you know, I I can say for me is that with the alcohol added with the speed, oh my god, <laughs> you could keep on doing both and doing everything, you know, whether you were up for days and and doing what most people do when they're on speed, um, but and then add an alcohol with it, and then oh my. It, fucking crazy dude it, and, and that's what fucks with the mind I think because it's attractive yeah what's not attractive about anything taking you out of your whole humdrum life well it's everything watching TV playing video yeah. games like because it's taking you out of that yeah so anything like that is going to be attractive mm-hmm. to anybody yeah it's, it's just how you watching sports you know watching it's, it's 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 a little bit of a distraction from you know your unhappy life or just you know it's entertainment for sure right you know um yeah. you know and and when i think of that and and for me lately especially since i've been in recovery um we lost chris cornell and chester Bennington. yeah those are huge yeah here are our, our and and anthony bourdain was another yeah, big one. Anthony yeah. bourdain correct and um you look at these people and it's like oh, 
Mm-hmm. But something, something wasn't right. Yeah. You know, and, and it's sad. It's sad because, you know, obviously they're, you know, for me as a musician, you look at people like them, it's like, God, I would give anything to have that life or just, you know, how could they, but (laughs) you know, you don't know. It doesn't matter where you're at because here's another, you know, I'm I'm full of cliche sayings, um, but no matter where you go, there you are. (laughs) So, um, you know, and it just really makes me think it's like, well, God, what if I did have all the fame and fortune of the rock star life and would I be alive right now? Probably not. You probably would have gone too hard. Yeah. I mean, statistically speaking, I I shouldn't even be alive now, but you know, it just makes me think, man, there's some shit out there that people have to deal with no matter what, how big or small or how much money rich or poor, whatever. Yep. Everybody has something that they got to deal with. Yeah. And we've got to somehow, um, that people know that they can be all right, but we got to show them a, 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 another way. Yeah. Whether it's with drugs or just it, it, life in general, man. There's, there's got to be more out there to let people know that it, it, you can be okay, man. Whether yeah. you're homeless or you know, well, if I if I had the money and and is I, I kind of have this thought and yeah. um, is that I would love to somehow show a better society way now you know if i had the money what would you do well for one thing nobody would be hungry there, mm-hmm. and there would be no homeless now mind you there there's that 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 flip of the coin some people are homeless because they don't want to be responsible i yeah. get it yeah some people are homeless because they don't know how to be homebound Another thing is that, you know, all of our, all of our vets coming back and, and not having any resource or anything like that. And I know society mm-hmm. is trying mm-hmm. to take care of that, which is, but it yeah. needs to be more in the forefront. It really does. And, and just helping people knowing that there's a choice and getting them into that realm. And, but if, you know, if they make that choice to where like, no, I don't want to do that. Well, then you know what? Then you're going to have to deal with how things are for you then. If we show them and get them some sort of clarity and know that there's a better way that it's possible, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, no matter what, and that there is something better for them and show them the way and get them there and, and, and make it not, you know, not just say it actions speak louder than words. So it's like, to me that, that would be, God, if I could somehow, magic wand or whatever or come up with something because there's a lot of amazing people out there that are trying to do things like that when they're victim of circumstances the people in the bad spots a yeah. lot of times they are and, and uh e- even some of uh you know some people that are in uh you know um, big spots that are trying to help people mm-hmm. find that mm-hmm. and i think if, if we as a society and as humans no matter where we were trying to get them to know that there's something better there it is. But if you're not willing to go there, then, you know, it's like, you know, you can't help somebody that doesn't want to. Yeah, exactly. You can't lead a horse, you know, to water and have a drink. But I think there needs to be more, uh, uh, stuff like that in our society. Most definitely. Yeah. It's, and, and people will look, you know, to like, 
oh look how rich this person is or look at the wealth that this person has and the success of that and like they'll judge the nation you know the power of the nation or how good our nation is because of like these few people that have made it mm-hmm. when there's millions of people in that the gutter and that's millions. the true measure of of uh-huh. a society is is what you do to the least the mm-hmm. the least important you know the people that don't feel like they don't are a factor like that is the measure the true measure of a nation a lot like i think uh mlk had said like you know the true the true measure in a man isn't you know how he behaves or how he holds himself when in in times of you know peace and and prosperity it's it's how does he act when shit is at its worst yeah Yeah. And, and and if you're struggling, if somebody else is struggling and you help that person that's struggling, to me, that's, t- you've got to, man. Yeah. Um, and, and it does something, you know, as hard as it may be, you know, um, there was a, you know, uh, I was watching at, at work and, and it killed me. And for some reason, I, I got all misty eyed. Mm-hmm. You know, when you see those uh, uh, animal commercials, mm-hmm. the tortured animals, and yeah. all that, I'm just like, and here I am sitting at work, you know, just trying to eat my sandwich. <laughs> and all of a sudden, you know, and I know I've seen them before. Yeah. I'm just like, they've been on the TV. And I'm just like, but I really, for some reason at that point in time, it hit me. I'm just like, how? And then you hear it on the news. And then it's like all these other things started to come into my head. It's like, why can't we not do that? Why can't we as a society not do that? Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody's going to change the world overnight. And I get that. I'm not trying to, you know, but I tell you what, if there is something that I could possibly do, you know, and, and for me staying, not, not only for my own addiction, but staying in a program like this and helping people, um, if I can help one person, not, you know, to me, that's like, Mm -hmm. but it's not about, um, Obviously, when you help somebody, it makes you feel good. Yeah. But when you see the change in other people, and, and it's just, you know, that's hope, man. That's that's giving hope to something. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, I think that's what a lot of people don't have a lot of is, is hope. Yeah. And, and that and purpose. I have an idea to um, get some shirts printed out um, that... <clears throat> It's um, it's the the uh, like on a computer like the mm-hmm. keyboard. It's it's Control F so f- to find, okay. and then purpose is in the sh- search bar, because that's <sighs> like, like, that's what causes a lot of depression is people feeling like they don't have purpose, and then I think a lot of that falls with the people on the other side of the spectrum that have this false sense of entitlement to the people that aren't having a purpose and I think there's that's where some a lot of things are divided because there are those people that think shit you owe me everything did it oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. the people that dangle you know everything they've done for you over your head yeah yeah. and that's that false sense of entitlement Mm -hmm. whether it be with uh you know well you got to work to earn what you got no I don't I'm owed this or whatever Uh, and there's a lot of different and then the people that are like trying to find a purpose that feel just helpless and hopeless. And there's, there's got to, you know, 
We'll get there. Uh, yeah. Hopefully. Hopefully in our <laughs> lifetime, you know, or something, you know, because there are some great things out there. And I tend to gravitate more towards, you know, um, the things that are good out there for people. Yeah. And I find myself, and maybe it's because maybe I am finally growing up. I, I don't know, you know. Yeah. 53 um, years young, finally growing up. Yeah. You know? I'm the oldest young dude you know. <laughs> but, uh, you know, but there is something with that for me to carry on the rest of my life yeah you know, there's got to be you where you are is where you're at is that what it was yeah no matter yeah. where you go there you are yeah exactly and you're able to hopefully pass along the wisdom that you've earned you know like Dude. like earned you know like blood sweat tears yeah. like yeah you know yeah, no sure. yeah. No sure. you've you've earned this and and all you could do now is, is pass that along to somebody that it might help. That's the greatest thing about it because there's another saying in the program is that you can't keep what you have unless you give it away. Mm -hmm. And for a while there, that made me, well, why would I want to give away what I've got? Then I won't have it. No, that's not it. That's not how that works. Um, so it's, it's, if I can, you know, what I've been through can help somebody going through the same or not even the same or somehow relate to them. Man, that's golden, dude. Yeah. That, and, and, and if somebody's willing to, uh, you know, do what I've done to change, however, I got to do my thing. Dude, that to me, that's what it, it is. Yeah. Because if we've got to learn from each other. Yep. And if we can learn from each other, yeah. We can teach other people. Well, you just you just described my podcast in a sense. Uh, uh, uh. Like I'm um, I'm here to learn from you, yeah. and in ho hopes that it also helps yeah. somebody else. You know, and that, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, you know it really is. And to me, that's man. Yeah. You know, finally, it's like I feel like why couldn't I at least understood all this before? And I think I did to a point but I didn't have the clarity to, and it, it was the ugly truth. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, it's, uh, I, I just, I look at life, especially now, man, it's, it's a beautiful thing to be a part of. If you make it beautiful, yeah. you want to be, and, and, you know, shit's going to happen. Life is going to happen regardless, but you got to go through it and, and just find, find the freaking yeah. puppy dog in it or whatever. Ah, you damn. You're a beautiful soul, Darren. Like, and, you know, nobody would fault you to, you know, be, you know, negative considering everything you've kind of gone through. And uh, you, you've, it's amazing that, you know, you've, you've changed your pers perspective on that. Um, can you play a couple songs? Can you play that Fleetwood song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah? Uh, let, let me grab the uh, capo real quick. Yeah, I'm going to okay. hit the head and then, okay. and then we can, right. you just start playing whenever you're ready. All right, cool. <laughs>
time I, I, I play that, it's like I'm, I'm thinking about Stevie Nicks and uh, her saucy ability. Yeah. So, uh, so like, uh, like I was saying, a lot of things that I've come up with that I've been kind of coming up with, like uh, uh, titles and stuff like that. So, got a D2, love my D2. That was beautiful. Yeah. Thanks so, for that, man. Yeah. Thank you for selling it to me. Because <laughs> I tell you what, you know, I mean, uh, I, I've had a lot of acoustics. And obviously when we were working at Guitar Center, I was like fan of the Taylor and I just knew yeah. that. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I got that thing right at the right time, right moment, you know, at this point in time in my life. And it's just really opened my my musicality. Yeah. You know? I mean, I trust me i still play my electrics i, I do all the shred stuff yep. but for me it's just like that's opened up a whole new uh uh part of my uh i i, I guess my soul mu- mu- bleh, musically speaking wise and uh it's just you know obviously i would love the whole world to hear but if not man I'm, I'm okay because it's like you know sometimes at night i'll be lying on my bed with my tailor just right there and all of a sudden oh man that sounds good yeah and and the cool thing about with a lot of the songs that I write and stuff like that, I can still retain them. <laughs> so I know, right? You know, and even with all the covers that I do with Haley or just that I know, mm-hmm. for some reason that stuff sticks in my head. Yeah. You know, and I'm just like, wow. You're, 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 you're meant for e- music. Exactly. You know, and it's like, but God, tell me something else. It's like, what? What? Oh, I told you that. And the funny thing is, so... My job now, I'm working at Home Depot. Yeah. Um, and I got promoted to a department supervisor. Perfect. Right. Well, c- congrats. Yeah. You know, so it's like all these cool things are happening. And so, um, but man, do I feel stupid. And I don't <laughs> like that. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's how you learn. And, and I've really opened myself up to in, in a uh, 
part of, uh, um, I've always been, you know, um, a build kind of guy. You know, I know a lot about lumber and, and remodeling and stuff. Yeah. But now I'm the department supervisor of plumbing. Ooh, okay. And, you know, you know, plumbing to me was, oh, yeah, I know how to change a sink, you know, fix a toilet and whatnot. But, man, oh, my Lord, do you know how many certain little things and this and that? And did neither do I, man. I'm <laughs> no, trying to. You know, learn all that kind of stuff, and then plus learn about the, uh, uh, you know, the the money back uh, behind the scenes part of uh, the the company. Yeah, which is really cool. You know, um, even though I, I kind of knew a little bit about that, even with Guitar Center, you know, I was able to move up somewhat, and and then even when I was working at Walmart. But with this, for some reason, it's just it's really hit me to where. I feel like I'm back at school uh -huh. and, and I really yeah. have to put, you know, all that learning and, and thinking, wanting to learn and try and retain everything. And, um, so now I'm like having to learn like numbers and, and profit and loss and, and yeah. comp, you know, the business and, side of the, yeah. the, the, the jargon. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and this is what people go to college to business yeah, you know? business classes yeah and and i've never had that i mean it's you know for me i've always been simple if it's not on the shelf and we got it let's get it on the shelf so we can sell it yeah you know and but you know i'm learning of uh, certain little things you know of you know you sell this and do that and, and you know far more than just selling stuff you know as far as that salesman you always mm -hmm. want to upsell you want to add on this and that you know yeah and uh so i'm learning the money side and, and it's really cool, but it's, you know, some days I'm just like, God, how, well, we told you this. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Duh. You know? And so now <laughs> here I am, I've got like three notebooks that I have all these notes and it's like, oh yeah, you told, wait, which notebook did I put that in? You know? And it's like, it's cool, man. So yeah, it's, I dig it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and I, and in a way here, here's something that, uh, I, I wanted, to, I was thinking about going back to guitar center. But when I really started thinking about it, because I think it was almost a, a sense of, um, um, uh, what, what's the word I'm looking for to uh, not redefine, but to uh, show that, no, I can do this. Yeah. But I also felt like I would be going back. Yeah. You know, and the thing that really made me really see that is that remember when our friend Shane went back yeah. And uh, it didn't quite work out for him, I mm -hmm. guess, or wh whatever. I, I don't know what the case was. Yep. And that made me think, it's like, well, do, am I just trying to go back to redeem myself? Yeah. You know? And yeah. then the cool thing about it is that when I did come and see you, all of a sudden Austin's the store manager. And I'm like, God, <laughs> that is, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? And so I'm just like, you know what? No, things are the way they are, man. Yeah. And uh, I don't need to redeem myself for past stuff. All I need to do is be better for this right now. Yeah, for sure. You know, um, so, I, you know, all those things that come into play and you try and put into this nice little your own box, so to speak, you, you just have to know when to. Just take it out and let yeah. it go. Man. Yeah. You yeah. got to let certain things go. You got to be okay with letting things go. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot of things in my past that I wish I could go back and say, oh, man, you know, yeah, I was messed up now, but now look at me. That's not what this is about. This isn't about me going, oh, look, 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 look. This is about me going, okay, I, I, you know, it's cool. 
you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, but if I, you know, obviously if I could go back and change everything, you know. Yeah, but you would be a different person and, yeah. and not affecting the same lives that you are now. So it's all, yeah, it's all there. Yeah, yeah. Darren, this has been beautiful. It has. It has, well, man. Thank um, you, I'm, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you uh, agreed to sit down. And I, I really hope that your story touches a lot of folks. And, oh, you know, it does. Wow. That's yeah, a beautiful thing. Brother. Gets to the right people. Um, so um, you're playing with Haley. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mondays just alternates. I think the 23rd is your next gig. Uh-huh. Um, Old Town Tavern. Old Town Scott- Tavern in Scottsdale. Scottsdale. Yep, yep and um narcotics anonymous you would definitely yeah. recommend people going down down uh, looking that up uh-huh Correct. and there's meeting lists and there's all kinds of information um and also you know um if there is something more than you know getting to the meetings there's a, a lot of help um stuff out there um um, especially with the Scottsdale Behavioral Center. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what got me started and where okay. I was able to go to to figure out which direction I needed to go. Um, you know, so there are a lot of resources out there that can help you get awesome. to where you need to get. Yeah, and that's, that's need, awesome. And just find the right people to help you do that. Yeah, if, you know, guiding you to the right places. And uh, there's a lot of people in recovery that you would be very like, whoa. Like you know, you're here, like that type of stuff. Man, yeah. I tell you what, and it affects all walks of life. So for sure, we we are not alone in this, and that's the beautiful thing. Well, that's what I was actually going to say. That you actually just reminded me of my my one of the points that escaped me was that um, the um, the suicide rate and addiction abuse is higher in affluent neighborhoods neighborhoods where you would think it's like why like uh-huh. when you were mentioning Chester and yeah. uh, and uh, Cornell, yeah. it's like they're affected by um prescribed drug abuse and and depression mm-hmm. when you think that they should have it all made um, sure so and and i know there's been a lot of cases to where people were addicted per to prescription or whatever and then all of a sudden they tried to get off of it and it it messed them mm. up even more yeah you know so getting clean and 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 trying to stop something is uh can be very uh detrimental yeah um you know especially with alcohol and and certain things you have to be weaned off and you have to have the right surrounding to get off of that to get to the next um you know plateau so to speak yeah um because it's a process man this isn't something that happens overnight and um well yeah you didn't get to that point overnight either so it's like it's gonna take it if it took you you know 10 years to get to this point it's probably going to take you 30 years to climb Mm -hmm. out of it you know one thing they say is uh you didn't become an addict overnight so remember easy does it yeah you know and um and and you're never cured from this at least that's what i believe um a lot of people have different thoughts but Mm -hmm. for me i'm an addict I will be for the rest of my life. And I, I've heard of that. That's common for me to hear. That. And, and I, I will never be cured of this, but I will not be an active addict. Yeah. You know, um, so, and it's something that I know for me is that I have to continue to work on every day and for the rest of my life. And that's a beautiful thing that I have that opportunity to. You know? Do you have the, I got that is the perspective right there, man. Awesome. Guys, 
please um, reach out to Darren if you yeah. can find him on the interwebs if you need help. And please go check his um, him uh, his and Haley's acoustic set. Do you guys have a name? It's just, well, it's under Haley's name yeah. because it's his gig. Yeah. Um, but uh, the cool thing that really also warmed my heart is that he did this post on Facebook where you know it's him and uh, it's a Monday night duo acoustic. Uh, yeah. A duo acoustic Monday night, and just to have my name. You know, it's, it's we yeah. all want our name up in lights, but of you course. know, for Haley to do that with me, um, again, to me, that's even more than just, yeah, my name's up there. But for Haley to do that because it's Haley's gig, man, yeah, and for him to accept me into that gig with him at this, um, thing is again, it's a beautiful, and I'm and I'm blessed and and uh, grateful and thankful to have the opportunities. Awesome, guys. Please seek help if you need help. It's out there. Face it. There's people wanting to help. Yeah. And um, just please be ready if you're in that spot. I don't know what else to say, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's been beautiful, Darren. Let's uh, close this out. Guys, thanks yeah. for tuning in and um, stay tuned for the next episode. Thank All you, right. Juan. Hey. Yeah, yeah.